0: Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. This is episode 25, where today's guest is John Dennis. and We'll talk today about the International Lean Six Sigma Institute, as well as the difference between lean and Six Sigma and what challenges there are in introducing Lean and or Six Sigma into your organization. Enjoy this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Uh, My guest today is John Dennis. And John is a Lean Six Sigma trainer, coach, and consultant based in Northeast England. Uh, He is a master black belt and a member of the Project Management Institute uh, John, you're all, you also serve on the Council for Six Sigma Certification at the International Lean Six Sigma Institute. Welcome. Yes,
1: thank you very much, Parik. My, my pleasure to be with you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good. to. Uh, it's exciting to have someone from the other side of the world, you know, or the, or the other side of the pond, as they say, right?
1: Yeah, um, we have very close uh, connections with the United States, always have. And um, I, in particular, have fond memories of my time there. I spent over 20 years in the United States. Uh, My son lives in the United States. Whereabouts uh, does your son live? He lives in Pensacola, Florida.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Uh, So
0: I have a a question for you to kind of kick things off today. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about the International Lean Six Sigma Institute. Um, Obviously, I know quite a bit about it, but I I want our listeners to learn more about it. And so I'm curious, can you tell us just a little bit about the International Lean Six Sigma Institute. You know, Maybe a little bit of background, uh, how it came to be, uh, yes. what exactly is it?
1: Yes, very, very good, thank you. Yes, so um, we set up about four or five years ago as a community of like-minded consultants and trainers in Lean Six Sigma. And we felt that there was um, something that other organizations in this field were not offering um, and that was a good certification program for students that did training and then wanted to take an exam which covered the main aspects of Lean Six Sigma. But you didn't have to spend the whole training session in order to cram them in order to, to pass the exam. We found a lot of certifications were based on um, exams that required basically exam cramming by the trainers in order to mm-hmm. pass and this was um, not only tiring for trainers but it uh, was counterproductive for the students uh, they weren't learning the right things and they were stressing about the exam more than they should have been
0: yeah that makes sense and, and that, that's actually one of the things i appreciate about what you guys do and about your organization is you know, when, when you and I first talked, that was one of the things that we, that we were concerned about as well is that when we run uh, any of our Lean Six Sigma certifications, uh, we, we, don't just, we don't just want them to pass the exam. Like, that's not the main goal for us, you know. Right. Uh, the main goal for us is for the learner to uh, really understand the material and really understand how it applies uh, to them and f- to their job. And we want them to be successful when they go back into their role and being able to apply the tools and apply the principles, you know, to their to their work. And you know, that's been I think the the biggest struggle for me with a lot of uh, other certification programs is that it is just, you know, here's all the questions that you could see, you know, let's let's study and make sure that you pass the exam. Well, yeah, that's important, right? It is important that we pass the exam. But the, the main point is to make sure that I can use the tools and the, and the, uh, the principles in my job to, to help further my company you know, in, in, in the right direction. So I appreciate what you guys are doing.
1: Absolutely. Now, as a consequence of starting off with that original goal and the original reason, uh, we built up a very good community of trainers and consultants. And we are happy that you are now really part of that community, Patrick. Um, and, uh, we've got this in common that we, uh, we believe that the training should be practical and it should be something that people feel they, they're going to be able to go back to work, use it. And, um, and as I say, not just be in the training class to pass the exam. So we yeah. focus more on the quality of the training before the exam. And, um, the exam really should reinforce what has been done in the training not not the training to support the exam but the exam should support the training so we we looked at the you know the body of knowledge that um is generally accepted for lean and six sigma and we we did take the cross section of the different aspects of lean and six sigma and make sure there were questions on as many different aspects as possible but you know for a green belt exam with 100 questions you can't cover everything in lean six sigma with 100 questions right. the, and that's a typical number of questions for green belt just as in black belt typical number might be 150 there's no way you can test somebody on the whole body of knowledge or, or experience required to be a black belt so you know why do we why do we pretend or kid ourselves that an exam can do this anyway and right. uh, and and when people have the certification that's the first step in the right direction shows that they're motivated it shows that uh they've got a commitment and they're going to be tested the first time they go to an an interview a job interview anyway they're going to be tested as soon as they're around peers that have experience and knowledge and they don't want to be the one that has has faked it or uh crammed for the exam got the certificate but then actually knows nothing that's Nobody right. wants to be in that position, so that's the real test when you know the rubber meets the road, as you would say in America uh, is when you actually um, come up with a a true work situation and you know can you can you behave in in the way and, and practice what you've learned
0: that's right, and there's a big difference between being book smart and, you know, being, and really being able to apply the learnings, right? I mean, I I know so many people that, uh, that can rattle off the answers to questions very easily, right? But when it comes time to actually apply the learnings, and when, as soon as you have your first roadblock or your first hiccup in what you're trying to do, uh, that's when they get lost, because like, well, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember reading about this in the book, you know, well, you know, that, that's the point is that, you know, it's not about being able to answer a question correctly or not. It's really about understanding the the, the, the tools and the techniques and the principles well enough to yeah. be able to apply them in real life and adjust as necessary and be flexible with them. Um, because every industry is different. every Every company is different. You know, teams are different. So you have to be able to understand the 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 material well enough to be able to apply it in a real life situation and that's what i love about what you guys do and also you know how you choose your partners because obviously that's that's a big part of what what we do as well Uh, you you mentioned lean and six sigma in the same sentence and i there's a question that's always out there that i always get hit with and i'd love to hear your take on this um john but what is the difference or um what would you say you know, when someone says, hey, you know, I'm a lean person or I'm a Six Sigma person or whatever it might be. Right. We're using lean and Six Sigma in the same sentences here. So what would you say is the biggest difference between lean and Six Sigma? Hmm.
1: Well, I, I um, Yes. At the beginning of each class, um, we we try to explain that difference. And um, although there are a lot of differences and um, subtleties and whatever answer I give, we're going to get a load of comments. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> from uh, from people that um, have a different perspective. Sure. Um, but um, I like to see lean as helping to improve the flow of throughput through a a system or a, a process, um, and that can be a transactional process like a bank where we're trying to get the flow of. Um, information about money getting from person a to person b for example or bank a to bank b Um, or it can be a production line flow um it's to create that flow and eliminate waste within that flow unnecessary um activities unnecessary waiting unnecessary movement um so that the flow is efficient that that is what lean was trying to achieve and it actually um the motivation for lean really was when there was a strong um buyer's market for for consumables and therefore throughput was very important if you could sell everything you make then it's absolutely fantastic the the bigger your throughput yeah um, but also in terms of profit, of course, the, the model is that you can get the highest price possible for your product that the market will stand. But if you can keep your costs low by eliminating waste, then your profits will increase. So that's that's sort of the lean side. And, sure. and I just in, in a summary, I would say it's to improve the flow, reduce waste and improve proof throughput. Um, On the Six Sigma side, the motivation for Six Sigma was to improve quality and reduce defects in the end product so that the customer has a great experience with that product. The product works as it's supposed to, uh, and and it is robust. It lasts a long time. It has quality. Uh, And, and, you know, the the history of Six Sigma... um, Comes from the idea that the uh, American uh, electronics company Motorola uh, were having quality issues and therefore finding it hard to compete with the quality of the Japanese companies, and they needed a program really to reduce defects and improve quality.
0: Yeah, that that uh, that makes uh, makes sense to me when you when you talk about the differences in the in the way that you did, and we we like to do. Think about uh, lean also as as a, a total strategy. Right? It's it's the way that you do things. And um, many times when when companies try to to institute lean into their organization, they pick you know five or ten different lean tools that they think will make them lean, and they try to deploy those tools into their organization. Similarly with Six Sigma, right? Here are the tools that we need, or here's the five steps or the roadmap. And, and that's the wrong mentality when you think about how to, uh, how to really uh, institute a, a total culture of continuous improvement, a true culture of continuous improvement, and understanding that it is really about the, the behaviors, the beliefs, the values of your leadership team and how in really the way that you do things, a total strategy, right? Um, and so I love, I love how you differentiated those. And I think that's a really great way to, to think about that. Um, As you, as you think about, you know, the definitions between the two and obviously hearing about the, um, the origins of Six Sigma is very helpful as well for, for many people that are listening in. Um, The next question that I have is more around the challenges that someone might have, right? If someone wants to uh, introduce lean into their organization, or if they want to introduce Six Sigma into their organization, um, what do you think the challenges would be for anyone that wants to you know step into that area and wants to bring lean or six sigma into their organization
1: yes so the very first challenge i think we have is the name itself lean six sigma it scares a lot of people off it sounds faddish it sounds like it's um something consultants have come up with and um if we just called it process improvement if we just called it business improvement strategies or even the 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 names it used to have like total quality management worked for me a little bit better it's a little easier to sell actually everybody's everybody's for total quality in their business right but, but you can't use the name six sigma and people know straight away what it means so there's the um the fear the uncertainty that people feel about it and sure. The, the, the fear that they might be the one that doesn't understand it when everybody else does understand it. Uh, they might feel it's a bit more mathematical in nature and they weren't very good at mathematics at school. Um, or um, the other fear and the other challenge is that the idea of lean uh, implies downsizing. Mm. <laughs> if you If you're big and then you become smaller, you become leaner. And immediately people think of cutting employees head right. headcount cutting um so that that fear comes in um in fact in france um lean is is not liked at all by the unions it's got a dirty name for itself sure. because it was implemented poorly and it was done the wrong way and um we can talk a little bit about what is the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. But if it's done mm-hmm. the wrong way, then it helps to perpetuate this myth of head cutting and okay. cost cutting. So um, we have we have the challenge with the name. We have the challenge with the reputation that it's had because it was done poorly by some companies. Um, but you need you need strong leadership. Um, people that, but not just strong leadership, but intelligent leadership, people that really understand it have been trained well themselves to help, um, people to understand it's the understanding that will overcome the fears.
0: That's right. No, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. Um, so when you talk about the right and the wrong way, you started kind of down that road of the right way. uh what are some other things that, you know, maybe people could consider, you know, if, you know, because I, I know a lot of uh, companies that have tried to deploy lean and they've struggled with it maybe because it was deployed the wrong way. So there might be some people that are listening right now and, and thinking, you know, that's me. So what can I do, you know, right now? How can I reset? How can I restart for my organization and, and knowing that it is the right direction, but maybe it wasn't deployed correctly, or there could be other listeners that are, you um, that haven't, maybe this is the first time they're hearing the word lean, you know, or, or maybe they've thought about it, but they've just never taken the steps uh, necessary in order to uh, to kick something off in their, in their organization. What kind of advice would you give uh, someone as far as next steps for them?
1: So people that have never come across it or organizations that have never tried it, um, they want to be careful who they select to introduce them to it. They need to do a bit of homework. They need to do a bit of research to find out which consultants, which consulting companies, which training companies have the best reputation for for positive results, positive experiences, and the longevity of the program. So people like like, like yourself and, and, you know, the Lean Enterprise Institute is a, is a good source of information. You know, they, they'll give you names. There's many um, good sources for, um, for, for reputable training companies. But there are a lot of um, unreputable training companies that are just there, um, I'm sorry to say, just to, to, to make the money from the right. gig. And they don't get it themselves. They are trying to teach something that they haven't actually understood fully. So right. what happens then is they do it by the book. They use the textbook version of lean and the textbook version covers every tool and technique and they get too quickly into the weeds or into the details. The, the, the correct way to introduce people is to show that lean in essence is relatively simple and straightforward as a mindset.
0: That's right.
1: It's, it's a simplification of your business processes. It's taking a step back and just looking and listening and observing what's going on now and being aware of the problems um, and, and not just trying to do business as usual. That's right. Um, and yeah, so. Find somebody that is, um, is, is not going to make lean seem like it's difficult.
0: Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I agree with you. And, and that's the, you know, I, I run into that a lot, you know, in, in my travels uh, where, you know, maybe someone was brought in that brought in such a level of complexity that, you know, the only way that the, the company or the team felt like they could continue is if they had that same person in-house with them to explain to them how to do things, Right. And that's not, that's not how lean is, that's not how true continuous improvement, it, you know, will be, it won't be sustainable if that's the case. Uh, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be embraced by the people and they need to be part of it. You know, we talk about respect for, for people and, and having them be involved and having them be part of it. Um, it's got to be simple enough for everybody to understand. And it, it also needs to be, you know, there needs to be an opportunity for people to, to fail possibly, to, to try the tools, to experiment with different things. You talked about problems, being able to experiment with solutions and, and find the ones that work well and, and you know, implement them. Um, but they need to be part of that, right? For me to come in and tell someone uh, what the solution is and then walk away, it's not going to be sustainable, right? But for them to come up with a solution and for them to uh, find a, a tool or create a tool that works for them, Um, that's going to be sustainable, right? Because their name's on it. They've been part of it. They're excited about it. Um, And so that's sustainable. And again, it seems simple. And that's really what we're trying to to put out there is that it is that simple, right? And when you try to pour on all these levels of complexity, um, it's going to be very difficult to maintain. And, you know, the sustainability factor goes down. Mm. So,
1: well, we we know that... um your initial day with a class uh, is the day that you you convince them that they made the right decision to be in the class you have to in that first few hours actually have the 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 overview which is convincing and and so we, we do that you do that I do that you have to have them nodding their heads. This makes sense. You know, basically why haven't I thought of this before? Why haven't I heard about this before? That's a great feeling when you are adding value in that way. And and you get the same as me, you get people really, um, feeling at the end of day one that they see things in a slightly different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then getting them, uh, getting them out into, so for us, we, uh, we do, uh, we have, we, um, we ask all of our, any participants in any of our trainings, we want to supplement with coaching. And it maybe they have an in-house coach, which is great. Uh, you know, that's that's ideal. Uh, but they need to be coached because, you know, the moment that they walk out of the classroom and go out to the production floor or go out to the office or wherever it might be, and they try to apply some of the things that they're learning in the classroom, they're going to, inevitably, they're going to have bumps in the road. They're going to run into roadblocks and things. And what we don't want to happen is for them to, you know, just throw their hands up and say, well, that didn't work. And, you know, and, and throw it out the window. And, and what we want them to do is to be able to work through those roadblocks and those bumps. And they, we want leadership to help support them through that and provide answers to, to the roadblocks and remove some of those roadblocks for them um, and that's, that's where they're going to find you know, true sustainment is when they have someone that's coaching them through that to, to help them to learn um, as they go, as they actually apply the learnings in, in real life. So, so I appreciate that, that, that answer. That's a, that's a great answer. Um, I want to bring this back to the International Lean Six Sigma Institute, John, and, and just um, what are some of the other things that people... Uh, what what other value, you know, if people come out, go out to, to check out your website or whatever, uh, obviously you have the ability to, uh, take an exam and get, and get certified through the, the, an internationally recognized organization. Uh, but what are some of the other, uh, opportunities that people have through the, through the organization?
1: Yeah. So as I say, um, we built up a great community of, of people that are in this, uh, this field and we put on a, uh, a, our first conference a few years ago, which was very successful and uh, had, a, had great spirit to it, great camaraderie, um, great learning, sharing. Uh, it, it just, it just um, you know, the personality of the conference was a little bit different to some of the, the bigger and more well-known um, operational excellence, continuous improvement, Lean Six Sigma conferences. That was the feedback we got so we continued that and uh, for example last year the the conference was in uh, in cambridge which is mm-hmm. where our our head office is it's not a big office but it's a head office in cambridge yeah. um and um, and again we just had a, a wonderful community building experience with with a lot of speakers the traditional you know speakers workshops um and a great international feel so in that conference we had people from saudi arabia We had people from Romania, teams from Romania, from Holland. Um, Ed Ed Arnheimer from the United States. I don't know whether you know that name. He came and uh, and delivered a talk on on healthcare, emergency room, lean, improving emergency room, room waiting times. We had a lady, Maria, I want to say Kalashnikova, but I don't think it is, Maria from Russia. Okay. Uh, but it's, that's that's what it's all about. Our aim aim was to bring an international feel to it. Yeah. And and, And that's what it's uh,
0: all about. It's all about the community piece of it, right? That's what we're all trying to do is support each other in this, this continuous improvement community. And I love that you guys are offering these opportunities for, for people to come together, uh, like-minded individuals that can continue to develop their personal skills, but also to grow their network and grow the grow as being part of the community. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, if if there is anyone that wants to learn more about the organization, where where can they go to find more information about the International Lean Six Sigma Institute?
1: Yeah. So our website ilssi.org is the uh, the web the website URL there. Okay. Um, and um, actually now um, I, I don't know whether it's going to work for you in the USA, but if you Google um international lane or international lane six or lane six sigma i think we are now uh number one for that uh search so perfect. that's a that's a good thing
0: yeah. yeah that's perfect well i'll i'll try to google it and see what comes yeah. up i'll <laughs> let you know <laughs> well hey john i i really appreciate you being on as a guest is there any any last uh thoughts or anything that you want to, uh, throw out there to the listeners? Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, a statement of belief or purpose of the organization or anything at all that you, you know, closing comments for, for listeners around, uh, applying lean in their organization or anything at all before we close?
1: Well, the, the motto, the, 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 the motto we have of lean at the International Lean Six Sigma Institute, uh, is what Shigeo Shingo famously said, and that is, The purpose of improvement is to make things easier, better, faster, cheaper. Mm -hmm. And that's something I, I start some of my classes with. And it's so simple. And he also said, do it in that order. Start off making things easier. Then make them better, better quality, improve the quality, then make it faster in in other words meet demand not just as fast as possible but meet demand and then you'll find costs will reduce uh and and cost we are aware that we want to reduce costs but um easier better faster cheaper man you can't really summarize lean six sigma much better than that
0: i love it uh it's a great way to great way to close today thank you so much for sharing that and john thanks for being a guest today on the lean solutions podcast appreciate you being on
1: Thank you very much, Patrick. Yeah, been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.